Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined, as always, by my festive and fun co-host, Alexander Volt. Say hello. Hello. Let's fucking go. We're at the end of another year. To, to think that we've done four year-end episodes, it blows my little mind. Insane. Uh, there's always a sense of dread and anxiety, but I'm so fucking excited. Pumped, dude. This is every member of the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time, except it's the end of another year. So that means we're going to give you the, we're going to do the thing everyone likes to do. Our best albums of 2022. It's going to be a nice, fun, probably lengthy episode. And we have much to talk about. Uh, well, we started covering more recent bands lately, but uh, this is like our usually our 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 opportunity to to really not talk about bands from the seventies only and, and whatever the hell else we cover on this pod. And yeah, this kind of this is just strictly stuff we like. No, no bad vibes. It's only things we like. Uh, and this is like the one episode a year where it's only we're we're just giving love. All right, we're just spread, not that not that we're trying to spread hate. but no. we're being we're being honest with our feelings. All right, fuck you if you don't like it. I'm sorry, I don't mean that. I don't mean that at all. It's just I'm stressed out at the end of the year. But there's a a lot of good, good stuff to talk about, and and it's double interesting because this was tough, tougher than most years. Yes, I'm gonna tell you right now, 2021 ain't no. Tw- I'm sorry, 2022 ain't no 2021. That was one of the last year was such a rare, insane year for music. That was this so like the floodgates were open, and this one I feel like um, the quality was there. I just kind of had to like sort to search. I yeah, and then yeah, I it came down to the eleventh hour with some of these picks because I I would start writing out my feelings and i'm like i clearly don't care about some albums so i'm like i need to find something to fill that space and i feel like i did that Uh, this this came so close to the end that one of the albums on my list doesn't have notes because i changed it right before you got here oh shit (laughs) yeah i mean this this really came down to it and At, at the end of the day, it's just the ones that I liked the most and just, enjoy, and maybe it seems like a weird, so a lot of them seem like I wouldn't normally listen to that. Or like that doesn't seem like a really mm-hmm. would be one of the best albums of the year, but I just liked it more than the other ones. I you just know, simply liked it more. You know what? We're not voting by committee here. This isn't like a Rolling Stone or Revolver. No, dude, or we have integrity. That's uh, or, you know, something where there's multiple people. So ultimately, yes, you have to go with what feels good. What is, what is in your heart? Heart of the cards. None of these picks are the right pick. It's just what I enjoyed. And I, there are other albums where I'm like, that probably deserves a spot. Don't like it as much as this other fucking random one. Oh, no, I know these are the right pick. These feel these feel right. What do I mean? Like, I mean, like, right oh, as no, in what's I, yeah. popular and what would what would make sense as a best of. Uh, to make to put on a best of list, uh, but we we talk a whole bunch. So the the before we get into our little format here, for those who don't know, mm-hmm. we're gonna up up out the gate. Each of us has an album of the year, one that shined above the rest that we have to to highlight. We talk about that, and then after that, we have ten, I believe, or it would be nine. Shit, I chose ten. I thought we were doing ten. I could pick one on the fly. On the fly, so like eleven, because I can I knock off one. I'm uh, fine knocking uh, off one. eleven total. <laughs> we're adding because we're all, we're loving in this episode. We're all love. That makes sense. Okay, let's. Yeah, feels feels good. Feels good. So that's that's what we're. So we have. What the fuck is saying? We each choose our album of the year, and then we go through. 
uh, are the rest of our 10 picks chronologically from when they came out. Yes. So this isn't ranked. We don't like ranking them because uh, these are complicated. I mean, technically, we are ranking the one we like the most, mm-hmm. but the rest are are all so fucking different from each other. It just feels a little dirty to rank mm-hmm. those, and they're all like different in in very unique ways. And I, and I like them all. I mean, some I like more than others for sure. Yes. but some of them I would have to take my time and decide. Uh, so we're not ranking them, but no. Let me get my honorable mentions. I think honorable mentions. Let's start with that. I think it'll be shorter this year. Usually, I I go pretty long. First and foremost. Salt or however they're spelled. Oh, S-A-U-L-T. Salt. Those motherfuckers put out like a whole discography's worth of albums in one in one year. Like it's insane. Like that deserves its whole other podcast. I couldn't do that justice. Yeah. Here. And then um there were some nice EPs, uh, one of which I'm gonna add on because of Mike, but like Kurt Kurt Hammett. Kurt no Kirk. Kirk. Was Kurt. it a uh, portals? Yes. Yeah, Kirk Hammett from Metallica. Yeah, his solo EP. Very good EP. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let's take a second. <laughs> Very good. I thought Kurt. half of it was really good. I thought the other half was dog shit. I liked it. I liked it. Sorry, I don't mean to spread hate. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was a, 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 a short listen. Went down good. And then Poppy. I love me some Poppy. Fuck Poppy. I'm sorry. I'm I, sorry. I'm so hateful today. I didn't like her last album but this ep i liked it uh and then like hip-hop is back for me uh i felt like last year was kind of kind of a dry spell but some some good albums out this year by kendrick lamar little sims bob villain denzel curry Pusha t and oh, i missed i missed the bob villain one god uh, damn it and horror where they replaced the r's with nines horror uh, yeah and then shout out to some of uh the <clears throat> some other ones Bjork, Mama Lee, Quattro Cover, Trail of Dead, The Melvins, and Jack White. All very good. Nice. Very good. Very, yeah. For uh, I will mention, of course, Trail of Dead. Check out that episode. Uh, it's a Bleed Here Now. 11 Bleed Here Now. There you go. Um, for, for, yeah, for my, so that one, um, Boris, Heavy Rocks. The Boris put out three records this year, two full lengths, one split EP with, I'm forgetting the name of the, I'm forgetting the name of the other band. That's actually a cool little EP. One of the, the other album W, I wasn't too big on that one, but Heavy Rocks, I listened to it like a lot of times. Uh, other weird, weird honorable mentions, stuff that you never see me ever listen to. Yeah. Sharon Van Etten. <laughs> I feel like you listen to her a lot. I no. No. I actually don't. I've heard maybe one other album. I feel uh, like she's come up a few No, no, times. no. I think Marissa Nadler came up. Okay. And I, I'm not as big a fan of, of her, honestly. Um, She has a new album that, that came out this year. I wasn't too big on it. Okay. But uh, we've been going about this all wrong was, is, is Sharon's and it's it's so goddamn depressing and it's really good. It's re- But it's it, it took a toll on my soul and I didn't want to go back to it because it fucking upset me. But it's a good album. Another weird one. Uh, <laughs> the Ruby Chord by Richard Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> folk musician okay uh, folk guy but like experimental folk really cool stuff one of the most annoying voices in all mm. of music so i i know you don't like you've heard him before and you know you don't like him yeah but uh you, if you move past the voice his voice it is extremely creative really inventive uh might give it another try interesting stuff this album however the ruby chord <clears throat> it's wild it's like an hour and 20 minutes the first track is a full album <laughs> That sounds about right. It's like 40 minutes. Yeah. And then the rest of it is a whole separate album. So yeah. it's basically, yeah, two albums. Uh, so yeah, those, and uh, I'm going to try to squeeze one more in there, one more in there. And that's Dream Widow. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl um, does metal, but in a way that's, that's different than Probot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all 
good stuff, all worth checking out. But we have stuff that we enjoyed more. Or, am I going first? Yeah, I went first last year, I believe. Is that? Is that? Oh, all right. All so, right. All right then. Mike's album of the year, 2022. This should be no surprise because we did an entire episode on it. Oh fuck! Ants from up there by Black Country New Road. Here we go. This is like the best track on the album. It's a, no, this is the intro. This is not the best track. It's the intro to uh, uh, to the whatever. It's what. It's yeah, one, it's one long song. Ch- Chaos Space Marine. There's a bit of a, a gap in between, so it separates it. But it, it, mm-hmm. I think they're both worth worth playing because this album is so fucking good. I love this album so much. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't. I knew it'd be hard to top, but the level at which it couldn't be top isn't even close. Yeah. This, like, dominated this year for me. Hot damn. Yeah. Here we go. There we go. Oh, it's so good. It's brilliant. (laughs) It's so fucking crazy. I will say, I feel like a weird, a weird trend for this year is saxophones. Yep. Wild saxes, yeah. I have a little bit of a spoiler alert because no one's going to like guess all my, there's so much saxophone in my place. Nice, nice. New York state lines it's so theatrical and sparksy the sailor boys light up in song and they sing I love the way his voice cracks like that it feels so honest and no longer in the band no longer in the band because he's yeah. fucking nuts I, I want him back please come back I love you darling We won't play every intro song this long. Just our just just our album. Yeah. <laughs> my mine might need this too. Yeah. So. Walking spiel. So. Funny. It is. Oh, so powerful. Ooh, oh, this man knows these songs. I love, and out dude. Out. I love that delayed crash. I love a good delayed crash. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, of course, I would listen to the whole album right now if yeah. I could. This thing uh, stole it early on, and I like I said, please check out the full episode that we did on this album. So I'm, I'm going to try not to, to rant too much here because we did already, or I did. Uh, it, the the goal for this year was find something to top this album, and mm-hmm. nothing even came close. God damn! It, this is I mean it's just absolutely perfect. I didn't even take any notes on it because again like I, I yeah, not, we've already talked about there's it. There's not much more for me to say. It is fucking flawless. It is moving. It makes me emotional every time I hear it. Now way more than my first listen. My first listen was like holy this mm-hmm. is intense. It kind of moved me uh, quite a bit. And then after that. I felt like the song Concord now makes me emotional when it didn't before. When I first, yeah. like first few listens, I was like, this is a nice song. This is a good song. It has good buildup. Now I'm like, Oh, that, that, that song fucks me up. Yeah. It, it, it is perfect. You have to hear it. And all, of course, 
the band isn't the same anymore. Singer and guitarist Isaac Wood is no longer with them. He quit like days before this album was released. And they said they were not going to perform any of the songs that he played on. <laughs> so th- this album is just what it is. It is yeah. The album is just this and that's it. And there's no more to it. And it's incredible. Please, everyone listen to it. I mean, it's getting some some good recognition, but yeah. Uh, Pretty much beloved. Yeah, as it should be. Uh, I love every song. Um, Except by me, I think. He doesn't love it. All right. He's out of his goddamn mind. I don't hate it, though. But yeah, I'm happy for people who like it. It, it, It's so, so good. Oh, I love it. Yeah, this is a this is the kind of album that that I'm in awe of just because of the the performances and how tight everybody is and how on the same page everybody is with Mm -hmm. music this complicated and with this many this wide variety of instruments. It seems impossible and yet it's so tight like the, like this album is recorded live it's it's, yeah. it's incredible it's and then i've watched some live performances of these songs and it sounds just as good and it, it's it's my color so good they're so good ah oh, god damn bunch of sexy teens in this band i love it i forgot about that they they look like they're from a nickelodeon show they do ah oh, <laughs> but mike's album of the year it's the first time i'm not going to go on a 20 minute rant about it uh, probably because it's not by Lingwig Nota, but probably. But, and also, we've this is the first time we've like talked about yeah for something sure. at length. Yeah. So check out that episode. There's way more in there. It's much longer, but listen to the album anyway. All right, Alex, what are we doing here? My pick. No one. No one's gonna see this coming. If you saw me picking this album, you're a fucking liar. I'm gonna go with Johan Johansson's Drone Mass. What the. This song is incredible, though, but I, <laughs> I was cranking a little bit. I was floored by this album. Holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> Let me tell you what I did. I put this album on. It ended. I put it on again. It ended. Then I just watched videos and read interviews about it. Holy shit. This and, really moved you. And nothing. That's not that, what this is. <laughs> How do you spell his name? J O For those of you who don't know, he is a film composer who OD'd in in 2018. Yeah. And um, he's mostly worked with Denny Villa Villeneuve. Nueva um, on films like The Arrival. That's right. And Sicario and Prisoners. And both the scores for The Arrival and Prisoners just wreck me. Yeah. And then. Wait, we did it. Who was the other guy who worked on Arrival? Not a, no, I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of. um The one with Natalie Portman. Oh, yeah, that's something, something else. Something else. Something else. And yeah, I saw this album and I was like, didn't this guy pass away? How how yep. is this possible? What's going on? And this is a piece of music he's written and performed back in 2015. And it's not a score for any movie. It just exists as its own thing. Although it could fit to some disturbing ass movie, that's for sure. And oh man. The, the 
the vocals on here are just like haunting and beautiful. So they literally call it a theater of voices. That yeah. Um, the this people is recording this is the American Contemporary Music Ensemble. They performed and worked with Johan um, before he passed away, and and did this live with him. And I'm just like, I was so taken aback and surprised. I didn't, I didn't finish this whole album, I, I, which just makes me sad. Now I only heard like the first half or so. It is, it is wild. It just it, it's so beautiful and powerful. And then also, I was thinking in terms of like, as far as an album goes, like I, I literally recommend listening to it front to back like no skips because it's this whole cinematic thing um one of the people who played or um sang on it i'm not sure what she did they didn't they didn't say what she did um i like her description for his music not just this well for this album but kind of his scores in general it's like a plane ride where like you take off nice and easy there's a ton of turbulence, but then he's going to let you back down. Easy. Ooh, a nice safe landing. Yeah. It's just, oh man, like I'm, they performed it at the, um, at the Egyptian temple of Dendur in the New York metropolitan museum. And, oh man, that must've been so fucking perfect. To, yeah. Yeah. This like heavily inspired by, um, Egyptian culture inspired mm-hmm. by like what a drone is, you know, it's just, it's big, it's beautiful, it's chilling, it's epic, it's, it's so many things. And it just like, I was like, that's, this is music. It, it, 100%. Yeah. It conjured up all the emotions and it's just beautiful. Um, after that first track, I I had it on my soundbar. I was like, no, I need I need to switch over to the headphones. I need to hear it in the five point one because, mm-hmm. oh man, there's just like things I wouldn't expect to describe more like classical music. Um, you know, there's like these walls of sounds. There's like these electronic buzzings throughout it, and you just end up with really like really powerful songs like um the opener moral vacuums is a stand up or a standout um and then take the night air just fuzzy creepy stuff beautiful vocals i this took me this took me by surprise and was barely on my radar but i mean i listened to it twice in a row and i i can't stop thinking about it so. that's what a, man left field dude left field pick dude yeah so um apologies to the album i had <laughs> at number one until i heard this and you just gotta follow your heart baby man yeah. i have to finish this i, I yeah i was uh i i, I was would, not in the right state i mean i was on board for a while but i was i was in traffic i was like i need to i can't focus i was <laughs> i was i was worried we I was like, if Mike listens to this, there's a strong chance we would both pick it. Yeah. I, it, so I'm kind of glad you it did. wasn't gonna it wasn't gonna dethrone Black Country in your road, but it is. I, I, I regret. I, I regret I not giving know. it. Huh? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, you love scores. You know, you're right. You're right. I, ugh, damn. You fucking. I need to listen uh, the whole thing now. Yeah. 
Ah, truly. Even if like scores aren't your bag, like this is, I, it's so unique to me and uh, what a nice gift to have from anytime, you know, someone creative passes away. Yeah. Uh, he was a good he was a good film composer he's a good composer and listening to this like pisses me off a little (laughs) bit that he didn't get a do dune because that movie i I love that movie but i did too uh, Hans zimmer no offense i think if this guy did the dune soundtrack though i think it would this this kick it up aside from aside from the grayness of the color of that movie I, i did love it it needed weirdness in the score I needed something like like that that opening track. Honestly, I, it's like disturbing, but it's pretty. But it's just strange. And I and I think because you know the the Egyptian influences on here helps me be like, oh, they're both in the desert. Yep. Like, yeah. Oh man, what a what a wonderful wonderfully unexpected pick. Yeah, th- that's probably i don't know how many years we're gonna do this but that might be my wildest album of the year pick ever i certainly didn't call that one i certainly no one no I, one would. i had no idea what you were gonna pick honestly i had no clue but yeah definitely wasn't wasn't expecting a straight up film score that's not tied to any movie not a film but yeah. um yeah I'll, I'll i'll tell my and our listeners Your runner up my runner up when we get there i have but, a runner up as well yeah. If it wasn't for Black Country Near What, it would have been that one. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. God damn. Delightful. I, I'm going to give this a, a real fair shot. I really think you'll. <laughs> I did like yeah. what I heard. Yes. I did like what I heard. Uh, but. It is be- a beautiful album. Hell yeah. Moving on. What did for, this come out? First on my list, this came out April 29th. Mm-hmm. This is a little album called Keep This Be The Way by Helms Ali. Oh. Yeah. This is also one of my picks, so we're saving some time here. Hell yeah. Yeah. This, this, this opener. I'm I'm ashamed of myself. Oh, those drums. Helms Lily, they're the the most underrated band working in in heavy music. Yeah, I agree. Or one of them at least, easily. Their previous album I included whatever year that came out. God, this is in terms of openers this is the energy you want it's pounding building like you're going to war it sounds great too start yeah. to finish what i like about hells is the way they keep figuring out how to do something different because i've been listening to them for years now yeah and it's not like the albums are like so drastically different that you're like, hold up, like what's yeah. going on? But like, oh, they're, this is so good at writing riffs too. This is a man. There's so many. Uh, like when I think of Jose Lee, I think of like, I think of usually think of Sludge with pretty female vocals. Yes. That's not exactly what this album is. I mean, oh, let me for one. This isn't sludge. Piano yeah, is. Yeah. Most of this album is just gorgeous, with heavy. Yes. Oh, I God mean, damn! I want to smash someone's head. Out some of their earlier stuff, you could even call like what they're doing, like rapping and things. Oh, I haven't heard that. It's still fucking rap. All it's right. not like new metal rap, but right, still. right. Uh, this album absolutely rips. 
Um, Fucking amazing opener. Um, so, so many the the level of like bringing in like psychedelia too is yeah. just man. Once uh, how party? Oh, how party do you hard? I was like, oh yeah. I already knew, like, I could feel it on that opener that they were doing something different, but yep. that song, this felt like new territory it, for them. It's where it's like, oh, they are officially fucking around with some clean, some mellow, some s- subtlety. However, like, like the opener is not a one-off. This is no, no, no. like the album. The thing about How Far Do You Hard, as much as I like the song, and I do like it quite a bit, that bass line is just How to Disappear Completely by Radiohead. <laughs> I didn't even notice. Didn't I didn't even notice. When I was into it, I was like, why is this so familiar? Why do I know this? And then it finally clicked. I was like, oh, it's Radiohead. Um, I was still a very different song, but those notes are, are very, very similar. They didn't rip them off. It's just a coincidence. Mm-hmm. But still, uh, the the amount of like, really big spacious echoey guitars on the on this uh it it really takes it or, or distinguishes it from just another another heavy album because there's plenty mm-hmm. of heavy things that came with this year. there's plenty of heavy things on my list but this is like the prettiest heaviest thing on my list for sure um i th- think like tripping up the stairs is a good example the opening like <laughs> one of the most extreme examples of like quiet loud quiet or yeah. whatever order you want to go and then it like twist it and turns it into like something sinister and oh, nasty yeah. super evil and yeah. like i don't want to call it the guitar solo because it's not like a but he yeah starts doing this or i don't know who plays what in this band nor do i uh but one of the members starts doing this like guitar rift in that and uh i'm assuming it's ben ben verilin yeah yeah and then yeah. diana and or Dana, Dana and Hozoji, 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 H O Z O J I. We apologize. Hozoji. We love you though. Um, and then do not expose to the burning sun is. Just, oh yeah, it's that's the, so it's the lengthiest track here. It's the most epic. Oh, sure is. Uh, it almost feels like it's like post punk sludge with classic rock leads. <laughs> Kind of, yeah. and it fucking works. And then Mouththinker, the fucking riffs on that are just—it's so off, but in a very good way. It's like a—it's like a nauseous guitar line. Fucking awesome. But but it also goes into this big, heavy, happy hum style indie. Yes, where it's really big and and and, and, and themic, and it's like sad and it's, it's kind of happy, but it has these weird this weirdness to it, this uneasiness to it. Mm-hmm. And I love the fucking drums in there. Great hi hat work. Mm-hmm. Um. The only song I don't like, and it's Big Louise. Same. Yeah, worst song on the album. Yeah. It's, uh, it kind of, it feels like a transitional piece. So maybe if it was like a little shorter. It's not. Yeah. The transitional piece is like the middle half. That's a transitional piece for sure. Yeah. But like Big Louise, it's like, oh, we're going to fuck around with some synths. And I'm pretty sure it's Ben on vocals. Mm-hmm. Don't like him as much. He's fine. But it's oh, kind I, of a shaky, weak voice. I love all three of them. When you get the... um three-part harmonies they do sound very good yeah with all three of them they all kind of strengthen each other uh yeah i mean aside from that i I, guts for brains has this really dubby bass really really dubby bass also whenever an album ends and i'm like that's it how how could you end the album that's that's a plus it's it is a plus yeah every album on my list aside from the you know black country road they're like 
they don't even reach 40 minutes. Most oh, of them fuck. are really short albums. Yeah. Uh, and this is an, it was one of them where it's like, yeah, it's succinct. It gets the, it gets the point across. It tackles a whole new style it, while also innovating on what they originally did. Uh, it's a great album. I forgot how much I like this band. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, what you got? Because I added one on. It was one of Mike's honorable mentions, and it wasn't going to be on my list. But fuck it. I have the notes right here. Let's throw on uh, Dream Widow, self-titled. Ooh. Oh, Lord, what? There we go. There we go. Um, so, yeah, this is probably... Mostly Dave Girl. Yeah. Um, I it is kinda hard to figure out who plays on this. Uh yeah. I, I think it's just mostly Dave Girl. I don't think it even has a wiki page. Yeah. Um because there's someone else who sings on here. Maybe it's the singer from Clutch, maybe it's someone he worked with on Probot, I don't know. But this is uh, fucking killer metal album. Like, it never, is. Never mind a good metal album for Foo Fighters. It's just a fucking awesome, awesome metal album. Um, I I was hoping uh, Taylor Hawkins played on this, but he didn't. I don't. I think it's just all day for all. Well, there's devil peddling in here, so. Oh, maybe. That's maybe. right. Yeah. Because I first thing I thought was devil peddling, like a Cappy Dave. This is fucking rad. Um, yeah. yeah. Super uh, rad. Because, yeah, this came out the same day Taylor died, and that was, like, one of the saddest fucking days in rock music. Yeah. Um, And I'm, you know, I'm glad, like, the Foos were able to put out uh, their own album, this, and a, a movie. Like, what an awful thing, but, like, what a... Like he got to end with these like very creative projects at least. Yeah. And yeah, this is, this is just fucking rad. Even when Dave Grohl is singing like Dave Grohl, it's still like, that's fucking it's metal. Yeah. Uh, Encino that opener rips. Yep. Um, short track too. Very short. Yeah. March of the insane is like probably a better Metallica song than anything Metallica's done in a, in a while dude speaking of what you hear that that new single Ooh. rough rough it's a different podcast <laughs> brother who boy hey came out this year <laughs> yeah uh the sweet abyss uh ironically very sweet clean vocals yeah. coincidentally yeah. yeah yeah yeah. sandwich between some some nasty nasty guitar yeah uh even a song like angel with severed wings feels the most like the foo fighters but you're yeah yeah you're still like that's metal and then it's it's metal but you man like even even in in a project like this sometimes girl can't hide his foo fighter progressions no no yeah and then um (laughs) towards the end uh becoming is just nasty crunchy riffs i think it's my favorite song oh, on the ep ironically this is an ep but it's probably longer is it the- an ep it's considered an ep that sh- it shouldn't be because it's fucking long it's i mean this 40- is an album i, like I minutes, think it's right? an album i it, think it's an album wait, what dipshit's calling this ep uh, obviously the final track is 10 minutes and there's eight of them <laughs> dave girl's calling it an ep that moron what does he know <laughs> 
knows. Five minutes, three minutes, four minutes, four minutes, no, five minutes, seven album. minutes, ten this minutes. Is an album. I'm adding. I'm adding it on, and it's a great listen. And uh, I listened to it a lot because originally I thought Taylor had played on it. I don't know if he did or didn't, but yeah, huh? Uh, R.I.P. to that dude. Yeah, will be bummer. missed. Yeah. Uh, wait. What? What day did this come out? What was the it? The twenty fifth of March. Twenty fifth March. Okay. Um. Well, solid pick. I need to hear it more, but I did like what I heard. Um. But next pick is uh. Mike's gonna keep going forward. I'm gonna like linger in the past. Well, <laughs> hold on, because this came out. Also, April 29th, the same day as as Hell's Ali. Oh, okay. The same day. And this one, uh, I added right before you got here. Oh, shit. Because I didn't even, I'm such a fucking idiot. It didn't even occur to me. Like, wait a minute. That came out this year. Why don't I go, why don't I go back and, and just refresh myself? Because maybe, maybe it's that good. Yeah. And I'm afraid it is. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm so sorry, buddy. Tom Osmond, so much for all in a day's work, <laughs> made my list. Shameless uh, self-promotion. Our, I wish it were, because at least that'd be funnier. Our history guy, Tom Osmond, put out his debut album this year. And when it came out, uh, I, I, talked, I briefly talked about it on, on whatever pod it was. Uh, and I was like, this is like way better than you, you, you think it would be from mm-hmm. a, you know, some, some guy who now <laughs> works with us. Uh, and, I, and I enjoyed it a lot. And then again, it just didn't cross my mind until like earlier today. I was like, oh, wait, oh, wait, that, that did come out this album. I wonder if I like it more than certain other albums on my list. So I went back and listened to it again. I was like, I think I do. I fucking think I do. And then right after I, was like, I popped it on again, like, yeah, yeah, I do. So it's, first of all, it's a great album, but it's, it's a, you have to listen to it. The, I don't know. I don't want to say the right way <laughs> because it's a, it's a, it's a unique thing. Cause uh, half the songs are, just really pretty straightforward uh, acoustic guitar driven and vocals. Uh, sometimes there's bass in there and, and, and synths and samples and whatnot. And they're like well-written, like a almost nineties indie feel to them. Um, and I'm, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff and it, it's well-written stuff and I enjoyed it. And the other half are these story, these story pieces. I don't know what, what you want to call them. They're, it's story, spoken word stories over um, this kind of ambient <clears throat> ambient repetitive thing it's usually just some kind of riff played ad nauseum and the music is is super secondary it's it's like a nice little thing uh but the the focal point is the story and that and for those songs you have to fucking set everything aside and listen to the stories because uh the son of a bitch is a really good writer and it's like it's the only way i can describe the stories they're like dreams Mm-hmm. They feel like dreams. They're really obviously well constructed in, in like the 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 prose of it, but uh, the the visuals where it's like it's set in a reality. You can understand it as a reality. It's very visual. You can kind of really picture everything because of all the descriptive language, but it's bizarre and kind of abstract. And you feel like there's more to it, but it's there's no resolution. None of the stories have any kind of resolution. It feels like a dream mm-hmm. where you just kind of wake up and like, what the fuck was that? And it's fascinating. And some of them are funny. Like there's a track called the man, which is, it, it's seemingly pointless, but it is funny. Uh, and the best part about, about the story pieces, <clears throat> which I find myself enjoying almost kind of more than even the rest of them is that uh, when you think of spoken word, spoken word, story 
over music. I feel like the the tendency is to think of something edgy and dramatic or or trying to be scary or or something something on the take me serious side. Mm-hmm. But the music for for these stories is never anything dramatic. It's never anything super dark. Some of it's kind of light. Some of it just feels um almost psychedelic in a way where because the music isn't taking itself super seriously and it's not super on the, on the heavy side, you're able to appreciate these stories as individual pieces that don't take themselves seriously, that feel like dreams that are really well-written. Uh, and, and also the dude has a great voice and it's just, it sounds like I'm just blowing my friend here, but it's not like I, you know how easy it would be to just not talk about it. He wasn't expecting me to fucking talk about it. I'm not trying to blow smoke. I hope he doesn't hear this. Honestly, the heart, but the heart wants what the heart wants. It's legitimately better than a lot of things on my list. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's a great fucking album. I plug it every episode. I plugged it every episode for the, almost the past year. Uh, and I think y'all should you should actually fucking look for the love of Christ. Listen to it. Listen to my AP two son of a bitch. But but listen to this. <laughs> oh man. God damn. I spent all that time gushing about the album. Didn't even put it on yet. So I'm going to finally put on track two because it's the first actual song. First one's like a, a it's a it's a story, but it's a short story, and it kind of it's a, actually a great intro to this one. So here we go. Oh holy shit. Here we go. <laughs> I do actually love the song quite a bit. <laughs> In Aberdeen On a high-rise stairwell Looking for Visions No more Murph and I like that We're side by side at the time Side by side Fucker knows how to record an album. Oh, it's pretty. <laughs> when did you wake up on the other side of the moon? Oh, I love this song. How is only a child like you? It does feel very nice. It does. Than a child it does. Like yes. you. When adolescence ran its course, there were some casualties, of course, a few like you and I. Wonderfully written. Just, oh God. Just endlessly interesting passages. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. Anyway, I'm, I, maybe I'm biased or maybe I'm just being fucking honest and it's, it's, it's actually a good album. So check it out. Maybe a little from column B. Column may, maybe, maybe. Uh, but on to the next one, Alex. My next pick came out March 25th. Uh, this is Soul Glow. We just talked about how to say it. I screwed up. Uh, Diaspora problems. Diaspora problems. Something like that. It rules. I love how you get one riff here. And then we're doing something different. Yeah. There we go. Oh, yeah. 
and then we're like doing something different, and then it like keeps changing pretty much up until the end. It does. It doesn't change for those vocals. No. I love, obviously, I love them. I, yeah. I picked this band before with the EPs. Yes, yeah. Unhinged vocals. Uh, unhinged and downright impressive vocals. Sometimes they're like Tasmanian Devil vocals. Yep, they're absolutely Tasmanian Devil vocals. Yeah. I kind of just want to get to the main course because. I wouldn't expect singing Who's Gonna Beat My Ass to be like so, like, so fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking raw. It's, it's just like pretty modern hip hop, but played brutally with punk instruments and yeah it's not in a like cringy like new metal no. way like the, like i've talked about with them before they know how to talently go between awesome punk rock and like awesome hip-hop uh not even every song but you know uh they they do what they want and they do it well wild band some of the most insane and honestly exhausting vocals i have ever heard the uh-huh. fact that i don't know how he does it he goes he's I, so fat like he doesn't breathe i need to like make it a priority to see these dudes live to it, see how how this is done live because it really seems like he's not stopping ever and um, he's going and he's screaming also this was my album of the year for a long time oh so this was this was holding the for spot a long time oh shit uh, and i feel god damn johan dethroned him but um man every fucking coming correct is cheaper just high energy crunchy riffs um thumb sucker like one of the most fun like you could have for like a band like this um you get a song like dripponomics which is this like grimy hip-hop i love the way it's placed because it's like pretty unrelenting up mm-hmm. until that point uh so like having this grimy hip-hop song right there is this perfect um five years in my family that's where that's where he goes full tasmanian devil and yeah. i love it oh man that's like the fastest he's ever gonna go um and then like john jay's is like a powerful song they have this quote at the end that i i like where uh someone says you got to take the energy uh and use it to do what they don't want you to do with it, which is to become a good person in this. Oh, God damn. And then the closer uh, spiritual level of gang shit, this like awesome, like more like mellow kind of some dub stuff mm. um, reminds me of uh, gym class heroes when they were good. Um, so, yeah, I one of my f- favorite younger younger bands i'm super stoked on that they just hit it out of the park with this album because i like their eps oh shit i thought this was this came on epitaph i thought it came on ipecac i mixed them up i mixed up the two labels i think i always mix up those two labels <laughs> uh, they're kind of they're kind of different they're kind of different yeah they're very i think they're very <laughs> very different uh it's just they all have they both have three syllables you know it's the, they're they're run by both run by musicians. So. Who runs Epitaph? Uh, fuck. I haven't talked about Bad Religion in so long. It's one of the three guitar players in Bad Religion. Just three guitar players in Bad? Yes. 
I won't say anything. This is a positive episode. It's a positive, positive episode, Mike. Right. Okay, okay. So this next pick was an accident. I would an accident. Have, I would have never listened to it. I would have. Ne- I would have never even thought to listen to it. On the surface, I'm like, ah, this is just another one of those metal albums from the bands that I don't listen to. Who cares? Not interested. I'm sure mm-hmm. it's fine. And then I, I decided to take a chance to listen to it anyway. Okay. And that, and I made the goddamn list. I thought I was like, that's a fluke. It's a fluke. It's not gonna make the list. Let's do it again. I was like. Let's make the list. And that is Fire Scorched by Sadist. Oh, shit. Here we go. Almost made my list. I was impressed by what was going on. I couldn't Here. believe how, how good it was. Because <laughs> sometimes you're like, oh, they're just doing, like, the weird stuff's just kind of peppered in. They can't maintain this the whole out, but they do, They though. sure do. This, oh, I can't wait for this song to kick in. I'm also, I'm glad you, because I was kind of like, I kind of want someone to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I wish I had long hair still. I'll be fucking doing that. Also, I don't know much about Sadists. Nor do I. Oh, I don't okay. know damn near anything about them. Okay, yeah. You, you, the ever- Oh, and then the choice to fucking slow it right back down is so bold at the game. I love very, it. Very, very talented songwriting. Yep. Obviously, death metal vocals. If you don't like them, you're not going to like the vocals. These are more like Sepultura. They do sound more like Sepultura. Yeah. Or like Max Cavalera. And the bass is insane the whole way. I believe he's using the fretless. For playing this like type of true metal, it's kind of rare they go down in center. Very clearly, very clearly. Oh shit. Yeah. And that, man, of course, if you don't like death metal, you're probably not going to be too moved by that. That's a fucking killer album, and I'm stoked you picked it. I, I, I couldn't deny it. I tried to deny it. Yeah. Because the reason that this is an accident is because we just talked about his fucking album, our boy Tom Osmond. What happened was on an, on an episode, I forget which episode we were doing, um, I mentioned the band Sadis or Sadis. Mm-hmm. I still don't know how to pronounce it. It's Steve DiGiorgio from, from Death. It's his main band, mm-hmm. uh, like, a, like a death thrash band. Uh, really crazy, really wild. And Steve DiGiorgio, obviously, you know, he's, he plays a lot of fretless basses. Um, he's known for his bass work. Tom thought I said sadist and said, oh, you should check out their new album. It's pretty good. Yeah. And I was like, that's not, I don't know who this is. I didn't even, I yeah. like, oh shit, I misheard you. And then I, I was like, fuck it, let's do it anyway. Sure. And it's that damn good. And in the coincidence, the bass on here is fretless. So it's like oh, a, it's fuck. A, a bunch of coincidences all in one. Yeah. And this album fucking rules. And it is, it is one of the most like fun metal releases this year super fun where a lot of the, i've listened to a lot of metal albums that came out this year a lot and a lot of them do the thing that i can't stand which is end up just feeling like the same type of song over and over again uh really morose and angry and dark which is yeah metal we all know what metal sounds like but like in feel where, whereas this the way they fuck around on this one it it fucks around a lot yeah there's like 
a lot of synth stuff. Some of it's kind of goofy. And but it's, oh yeah, it's, yeah, it is. Like the, I think the the intro to Finger Food. It's like <laughs> it's like Halloween. It's, it's yeah. Like, it's haunted house silly synths. Yeah. But not only do the melodies kick ass, it feels refreshing after you're hearing this, you know, this onslaught of death metal. Mm-hmm. And I have like a million timestamps for this album because <laughs> every song does something crazy in the middle of it or at they, the end of it. It really does. Every song fucks. And they're not, they're like four minute songs. They're not like crazy, this, proggy long songs. For a like, like a high concept metal album, these are relatively short songs exactly it, n- nothing about this is what i would expect on the surface so a band like sadist you see uh like a progressive death metal and you expect plenty with that kind of label but what i don't expect is to have my attention on just fully grab the entire way yeah i never expect that from a, anything with the label progressive death metal <laughs> and uh some stuff like the intro to uh, Three Mothers and the Old Devil Father. It sounds like it should be in Mortal Kombat 2. Like that's, that's that's a good comparison. This is Mortal Kombat, the metal album. It's fantastic. Uh, and some parts are jump the shark a little bit with the spookiness, but it, it's always backed up by insanely hard-hitting, really obviously performed like a beast, mm-hmm. and then legitimately incredible riffs. The riffs on this album, forget about it. Riffs for days. Riffs forget for days. about it. If you're a fan of death metal, is the fucking must for the year. Let me say death metal had a bit of a resurgence this year. Uh, there was a... Oh, fuck. I feel bad. Uh, there was a band where I listened to the album and I was like, technically, that's fucking amazing. But I just, I can't, I can't do... Imperial Triumphant? No, 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 no. I, I <laughs> That's was how like, I feel about everything they do. Like, I, was, I, just, I wish I loved it more. It's they're so incredible. I was like, I can't, I can't do the vocals, but this is fucking. Like, oh okay. man! I mean, what turns you off turns you off. You ain't got no control over that. I'm just gonna make a phone call. <laughs> just gonna make a fucking phone call. <laughs> Yo, uh, what was that fucking metal album you and everyone loved that came out this year? Lorna Shore, the pain remains. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I was like brain farting. All right. All right. Thank you. I knew you would. I'm also glad you didn't leave to Puerto Rico yet. So, uh, all right. All right. Awesome. Hell yeah. All right. Thank you, dude. Lorna Shore, the pain remains. I didn't know about this album. I didn't hear this. If I, if I, if I could like do those vocals, it it for sure would have made my list. There- Damn it. I wish. Oh, I got to hear sorry, it. Now. Sorry. Uh, I should have just sent it to you, but uh, ah, you can't, you can't, you can't do them all. It's all right. Technical wizardry on that one. If you, if you're part of, if you're down for this death metal resurgence, that's worth checking out. Oh yeah. All right. Next on the list. All right. My next pick, another album. I can't pronounce uh, <laughs> this by Billy Woods. He came out with two albums this year, but I want to focus on a, Athropes. Uh, yeah. Hold on. Ethiopes. Uh, Ethiopes. Ethiopes. I want to focus on that album. Okay. Let's go, Billy Woods. For Ethiopes. Ethiopes. I don't know how I stumbled across this album. 
Uh, but it came, one of the songs came on randomly. And I thought it was like an older album. I was like, who the, who the fuck is this dude? Yeah. And then to my surprise, I saw it was from an album from this year. I was like, fucking perfect. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The secretary, right eye and pinky. Evenings he takes this man. Whiskey on the veranda. I wonder what he's thinking. It's a wizard with lyrics. Like, these samples are fucking wild. The samples are wild. And that's why I want to focus on this one over his other one, Church, which is so wild. Yeah. Uh, so solid. Still good. Like, check that out. Um, but this one uh, was mostly produced by DJ Preservation. And, like, I've never heard of this dude. I've never heard of Billy Woods. But they're, I don't know, they're onto something, man. Like, the dog looks up and whines. The hills are alive with landmines. I live in my mind. Not sure what I'm looking for, but I'll know what I'm fine. So, yeah. That is a cool, that's such a cool sample. It's very, very dark. And that's, like, the vibe throughout the album. Yes. Um, I, I almost wanted to call him, like, I was, like, man, like, Aesop Rock MF Doom and then I looked him up and according to Wikipedia this man has tons of albums out really and I'm just hearing him for the first time oh, so shit. I'm going to try to correct that and retroactively listen to some of his so he's more like their peer who yeah. hasn't been getting credit but um yeah what else is fucking cool the song wharves there's like percussion samples that are just so unique probably the closest thing to being normal on there um doldrums just jazzy psychedelic solid song uh ny next oh yeah yeah nine next next Something like that. Interesting titles on here. Has this like stop start feel to it with like a harmonic uh, in it. It's just it's one of those things where I listen to it and I'm like, I can't imagine a lot of rappers want to be like, let me jump on that. You, you could imagine or you can't. I can't. You, you can't. Oh, OK, like only only weirdos like it is a weird fucking album. The only thing that turned me off is his flow style where I, I mentioned in the past where I was like, if it's. If the rhythm is floaty and not concrete, I, I I I drift off. Even even though I do actually love like every sample on this thing. Yeah, the samples are amazing from DJ Preservation, and yeah, I dig his flows. Um, last thing I'm going to highlight on here is uh, Christine and Heavy Water because it kind of feeds into each other, mm-hmm. and it's this like I don't think I've ever heard anyone like sample like a quiet like mellow guitar part and it's kept me engaged in that and then it like turns into chris or sorry christine turns into heavy water mm-hmm. and then lp joins the party and it's just a fucking dope song i thankfully i heard this like earlier in the year and mm-hmm. just like i i think there is something like for my albums of the year i like being caught off guard this caught me off guard and yeah just impressed with the rhymes and the the samples this unique stuff here truly truly odd stuff very odd like i said um you know if you if you like aesop or sorry aesop rock 
are like MF Doom. Check check this guy out, specifically this album. And Church is good too, but that's a little more straightforward. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, this is it's some would say just even scary samples. Yes, samples. yes, it really like nails that like East Coast New York feel that I haven't really heard on a hip hop album in a while. Now everything's so insidious. Like I, if this didn't come out of New York, I would have been amazed. Oh, like interesting. If, if it was like west coast i would have been like what mm-hmm. uh on to the next this is uh this came out july 15th and i know this is on your list baby i know this is on your list that is hellfire by black midi hell yeah i wanted to say that um when you pick, there's always something on Twitch, hearing loss of renewal, um, new flesh, a new bump of weightlessness. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm one it's funny how like, I'm, like, yeah, I'm more of a black midi. No they both made it, they both made it, baby. What? I mean, you haven't heard black midi before, you must be losing your fucking mind right now. I always, always, always know such thing as luck. album every single time they put one out, yep, from day one. Day one, every one of their albums has made your list. Yes. Yeah. And this is no good. Oh, what a fucking... He's not stopped. What? He's still going. I want him and the Soul Boy singer on one yep. track. Yep. This band is so wacky. I, lo- I love them so much. Yeah. This is a Roger Rabbit song. I mean, what else could it be? This is like forever, non-work committed, worse with every use, always chasing the first, always chasing the free, always chasing decency. We got ten seconds left. We're gonna do the whole thing. Enough, enough. Come in. Enough, enough. Thank you. Thank you. Leads beautifully into the the following track, uh, Sugar Zoo. Oh man, man, this album. So you, obviously, you're a big Black Midi fan. Yes. Um, like we just said, it, every single one of their albums has made your year end list, and none of them have made mine except for this one. This that, is, I feel like this is their best album yet. Because <laughs> uh, at first few listens, I was kind of like, "This is is this more of the same?" And then on repeated listens, I'm like, "No, no. it is more. It is more. It is this to me is kind of like them doing a musical in a way." It does have that theatrical nest to it. Yes. But it's, it's like I said, it feels more like a Roger Rabbit kind of thing where it's just zany and wacky and there's fucking slide whistles. And shit. I mean, they've always been zany and wacky. <laughs> they've always been zany yeah. and wacky, but at least before they've always struck me as more noisy and crazy. Yeah. There, there's a breeziness and <laughs> not breezy compared to normal music. No. But breeziness for black midi to this album that isn't on others and like yeah some of like the harshness is missing it's still zany there's still wild time very signatures. wild yeah it's still unhinged but it's more like musical yeah, it's yeah more, it's more musical it's more than, theater it, it's it's way prettier too there's so much so many more melodies to hold on to before they would kind of come and go and it was most of the dude just <laughs> ranting like a pirate but here 
I don't know if I'm just crazy, but his accent even sounds different now. Yeah. Like before he sounded like a pirate man and now he sounds like a Puerto Rican. I don't know. Like <laughs> sounded he, the same to me. I don't, his his accent feels Latin, even though it's not, <laughs> dudes yeah. are super what, Cockney. I don't know. What, they're, I don't know they're English. Some form of, of, yeah. But it's it's odd. It's an odd accent and you could, just the way he pronounces words is, is unlike any, any language I've ever heard. And it's it's not even just his wacky maniacal ranting. Sometimes he'll get in there and just sing beautifully and quietly. And oh like yeah, he's got he a does great, that too. He's a great actual singing voice. And then sometimes he'll just start making these weird sounds and like like pretend. It's like very character driven almost. It, it, yeah, that's where I get the like theatrical part from. Yeah. Because yeah, when I saw them live, I was like, they they can't do this live. There's no way. And did they? And they do. Yeah, they do. And it's so fucking good. There's there's such a energy to them live that I haven't experienced from a band in a while. And uh yeah, these these lads are also my babies, my soul glows, like my North American babies. Oh, and is your Europe? My Europe. Babies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, the the youth movement is it's doing all right. Yeah. I mean, songs like sugar zoo um dude dude that main riff is just man it's like it's just an arpeggio Mm. but it's done super fast and super tight and it's just love it it's constant they do it it's like i don't like it feels like you're literally spiraling that riff feels like you're spinning around falling down uh, I somewhere also very similar on the track. Welcome to hell. You get that. Um, it, and that is by far. Well, to me, the most wacky cartoony. I mean, uh, three minutes in, it goes just full <laughs> hardcore punk. Yeah. It, like the, the amount of things that, and then that dimension, what is it still? Still, it goes full country with it, la- like pedal steels and everything. But it's still black midi, though. Like, sure, of course it is. Yeah, it's still weird and it's still odd, but it's actually fucking beautiful. And then the plus the build up on that, on that song is beautiful, and it, the way it rains it in at the end is just gorgeous. Uh, this band is truly that, incredible. And then yeah, the closer twenty seven questions oh, yeah. is one of the most incredible epic theater things ever. Like it is. Un fucking that song is fucking unbelievable. I mean, the the, the range it has alone. But I'm I'm like I'm I'm, memori- I'm remembering it in my head right now, and I'm getting goosebumps. It's such a goddamn good song. It's good ass. Fucking love that song. It's good ass song. What a wild, what a wild fucking album. I feel like it's their best hit. I I yeah. These these dudes are truly original. <sighs> truly original. I don't know which one I like more, but yes, this is a. like another impressive outing from them three in a row so yeah all right what you got next uh i'm gonna i'm gonna reel it in a little bit okay okay a little more normal Uh, yeah yeah, yeah. gonna go for a little more normal pick but also still kind of weird uh i'm gonna go for the smile a light for attracting attention okay I did not like the previous Radiohead album. Which one was that? Uh, this does feel very Radioheady. I don't know why this album isn't a radio. So I didn't like a moon shape pool. Um, 
for those who don't know, this is Tom York, Johnny Greenwood. Johnny Greenwood, yeah! And the drummer, apologies. <laughs> no, it isn't. Yeah, it's uh, Tom Skinner. There we go. But, and it's still produced by Nigel Goderick. Yeah. Like, this, this is a fucking radio. I don't give a shit. It's, it's a radio album that doesn't sound like what Radiohead does anymore, that's for sure. Like, this does, for sure, but later on, oh, yeah, it sounds more like an early Radiohead, honestly. Yeah, this probably isn't even a standout track. I'm just playing it because it's the opener. Look towards the line. You wanna wanna jump around? Oh no no no! I'm just saying. Oh, I just wanted you wanna just start talking? Yeah yeah. There, uh, there there is more that this album offers than that for sure. Yeah, where this I guess I should display it. Where this album gets me is songs like the next track, the the opposite, where it's aptly titled a little more high energy. They got some like Latin beats going sometimes. Maybe not on this song, but. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't care much for that drum production, though. It, uh, it's a little. It's a little fat. Flat. I wish it had some more punch for sure. Yeah, some more space. But that's just preference. But yeah, you don't really get the like that guitar riff is just oh, it's great riff. So fucking unique, and yeah. it, it continues throughout the album. track where I would, I didn't really care for the opener, but this one, I was like, yeah. now, now you have my interest. Right. Yeah, that is a cool song. Um, so yeah, I was just surprised how much I, I liked it, and, um, you know, it doesn't feel like a side project, like I said. No, it, well, it certainly doesn't, it didn't feel like Radiohead to me, aside from Tom York, I guess. I mean, Radiohead could... So- I feel like Radiohead's one of those bands where they shouldn't have rules, but there are rules. I think the rules are self-imposed, where they they just sound like what they are. Uh, Even though this is literally the same writers for Radiohead, it does feel different enough to me. It does. And then, yeah, you got songs like Panavision, where it starts off creepy, but then it's oddly uplifting. There's some like beautiful string production throughout this thing too, mm. which I think is also kind of lost in some, some newer Radiohead. It's, it's more like minimal and electronic what they've been doing, but this yeah. is like, it's a big giant string section on this. this yes. is London contemporary orchestras on here. <laughs> I didn't even know that till right now. You got a whole ass orchestra yeah. on here um, and they make very good use of it. The smoke is like, Funky bass, funky drums, um, good stuff. I do think, though, Open the Floodgates and Free the Knowledge are snoozers. Fair enough, fair enough. It's not It's not exactly a short album. No, 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 but like Hairdryer and Waving a White Flag and The Closer all mm-hmm. fucking do it for me. I'm like, it's good to be back, boys, because like it, I didn't care for that last Radiohead album. Mm-hmm. So for me, I feel like it's been a while. All right. All right. All right. So this is very much a, a comfort food pick for me. Um, there is something very comforting about Radiohead, no matter who you are. I don't care if you fucking know you're a hater. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone likes something about Radiohead. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you don't, you're probably hiding some bodies. <laughs> even if you're not a fan of the band, there's something about them that's comfortable and, and familiar and kind of nice. 
Yes. And so, yeah, <clears throat> this is just, it, I, I didn't even know it came out, found out. Last, last minute, yeah. Last minute. A lot uh, of things happen last minute. And that's one thing that I, uh, I didn't mention up top, but it's like we can only listen to so many albums for sure, mm -hmm. but choosing which ones that we can listen to within our limited time is also like, I don't even know where, like most, almost, I would say every one of my picks was someone saying, here, check this out. You might like this. Yeah. Because I don't, yeah. I, I can only scour so many albums that seem like I would be interested or that I've heard of or that are associated with something that I'm familiar with or in the, the ballpark of a genre I like, or it's just too many and there's no direction. I, yeah, I still have <laughs> albums I want to listen to. Yeah. It's not going to be perfect by any means, but it's as perfect as I'm going to get. Indeed. Especially with, with time, what time we had. And I, I think these are pretty solid picks, all things considered. So far. Hell yeah. And with that, this next album would have been album of the year if it weren't for. Oh, okay. Astro this is your runner. -up. This is my runner up. And that is no question, baby. No question at all. God's country by chat pile. Oh shit. Here we go. Boy, this album takes it out of you. Oh, I'm so excited. Much like Sadis, I'm super happy to take this. Heaviest thing on my list. Oh, it's too goddamn good. The pain in these songs. Oh, I feel it, dude. And the eyes of God always watching. Always watching. Always watching. If we can fly away now, great guitar lines. So much like Billy Woods, I was surprised to see how active this band is. Oh yeah, I don't know anything about him. Alright. So it's uh the rest of the album is as brutal as that. And again, if it were not for me following uh Nota on Instagram, I would not know this band exists because they're opening for her on her, her most recent tour, I believe. Technically, her final tour is Lingua. Mm, I heard of them before. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, doesn't matter. doesn't matter. This long as... As long as we there. found them. Yes, that's it, all that matters. And I figured, like, oh, there's probably, like, another heavy band, something kind of associated. I'm sure it'll be cool. I didn't expect to, like, love this. Mm -hmm. And this, and the reason I love it is because I'm a fucked up, sick human being, and this is the most disturbing album on my list. I... Like, it's there's, there's it's neck and neck with one other, but this I think it takes takes it for the most disturbing. Yeah, it's I, fucked I, about. I like knew in my soul you were gonna pick this one. Yeah, yeah, it's it's impossible. This is so much about this is just about it's just me. Yeah, the pain. It's so it's so fucked up. It's so heavy. It's so, that bass. Not only is it super duper duper low in detune, mm -hmm. but it's produced perfectly it's it's a uh, it's punchy and and thick without it uh sounding floppy and then mm. when something's super detuned it ends up sounding like it's just like about to fall off the instrument it just feels it's all contained 
even though it's a very unhinged type thing. And the vocals are, are completely maniacal. The dude is just screaming and losing his fucking mind. He's saying really like primal, primitive, simple lyrics. Um, like the song Why is a very like primitive take on homelessness. It's a very base layer, like um, just emotional take on it. It's not like a really, it's not a thought out thorough analysis of homelessness. It's just why? why? But, it means, but you feel it. You feel mm. the fucking anguish. And not to mention killer fucking riffs throughout the whole, the whole thing. In, in, underneath all this pain and, and anguish, really good riffs. Uh, tons and unsurprisingly tons of Jesus Lizard and David Yao influence. Not surprised. Not surprised, especially like on Pamela which is, it's like, has like a nice touch of goth, but uh, more, even more morose, more brutal, uh, like, a, like a more fucked up Jesus Lizard. And then uh, Wicked Puppet Dance is another very Jesus Lizardy sounding one where it sounds like Jesus Lizard pumped through a gigantic Reverby hallway because mm-hmm. it's everything here is just humongous, echoey, uh, bleeding in with every instrument bleeds in with each other. But the rhythm section is always crystal clear and so important in bands like this. Oh, it holds it all together. Yeah. Uh, and man, that guitar tone is just so sinister. It's so it, sharp. It's a very sharp, cold tone uh, that cuts through everything like a Dwayne Dennison does, where mm-hmm. it's just these, these, these pristine high notes just cut through everything, and they are so dark. Um, the only low point is the track, I Don't Care If I Burn, which is like an experimental acapella transition type thing it's like a murder poem kind of kind of thing uh and it but it's three minutes and it Mm -hmm. feels like a lot for for what it is uh and then was it grimace uh underscore smoking underscore weed dot jpeg is is the greatest (laughs) song titles of the year for sure yeah it has to be the best song title of the year uh a nine minute fucking epic that absolutely rules demented it's it gets really disturbing as it goes on uh this this album is something special. Yeah, I'm really glad you picked it because I heard it and I was like, I can't efficiently put words to this in the amount of time that we have. Yeah, but I know Mike will. I know it in my soul. Oh, I just this is this is the album for me, baby. This is yeah, the album. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if I I probably I don't know if I forgot to mention, but this came out July 29th. Maybe I, maybe I mentioned it at the time. I think it would this kind of been loosey goosey with Pretty the release. Just trust us, they're kind of in order. Yeah, they're they're mostly in order. Yeah. But uh a band, just keep your eye on and please check out if you if you if like it, brutal music. It feels weird saying that about a band that like same with Billy Woods. It feels weird saying that about people who have like you're like, that's a full discography. It is a full discography. Yeah. Uh but god damn it, they're they're out trucking, man. They're still doing it. Getting their dues. Hell yeah. Hopefully anyway. Uh but check it out, please, and thank you. All right. What do we got next? All right. My, <laughs> this going wild pick here. Totally fucking different. This is a band called The Comet Is Coming, and the album is Hyper Dimensional Expansion Beam. I have no idea what this is. You and our listeners are... Uh, in for a <laughs> oh okay, okay well listeners who haven't heard this man just brace yourselves oh boy pull up some information about this band as this song is uh, setting itself up okay 
So they're from England, and they're led by Shab- oh, Shabaka Hutchings, and he's the saxophonist. Okay. He has other bands, Sons of Kemet, and Shabaka and the Ancestors, who I'm... Oh, those saxes. Who I'm going to check out, because I love this. Sneak dance music. It is, it's dancey, but it's not traditionally dancey. No, no. Very Middle Eastern. He's so good. He's so good. That's a good fucking line. That's a good sax line. I don't like saxophone, or usually it's there to like amplify. Where I'm like, I'm like, saxophone's the hook. Saxophone can be any instrument can be great with the right people, and he's great. Should turn it up a little, but this is just so weird. It is delightful. I'll tell you, I don't hate it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm glad you don't hate it. Because I'm like, Mike could maybe go either way on this. And yeah. Explain more. What the hell is this? Uh, yeah. So like I said, they're from London and they have a few albums out. And I retroactively heard one of their albums after. I forget what year it came out, but I heard it after I made my list. I was like, God damn it. And then I saw this and I was like, yes, this is. This is good shit. It's it's so unique. It's so weird. No one sounds like this. No, no, not that I've heard. Um, so yeah, obviously draws inspiration from sci-fi, you know, B movies and Sunra. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah Sunra. The story behind this is crazy. They actually recorded it in four days, but the files they got were incomplete. So the um. The guy in charge of electronics, who's called Danalog, I won't call him by his real name, and the drummer Betamax had to like sample and rework the songs over oh shit uh, a few months, and mm-hmm. you just get this fucking beautifully unique album. Um, the next track, Technicolor, is a little more groovy, dare I say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, the most epic part of this album to me is there's these three songs in a row, starting with Angel of Darkness, where you get a more, like, traditional jazz opening. But it's this goes into these, like, creepy synths and these awesome drum beats. It's it's very hypnotic. It's very fuzzy. All things I wouldn't expect to say describing an electronic band with a saxophonist in it. And yeah. then after that is aftermath. No, and that's just like full on like John Carpenter synth shit. Mm-hmm. And they had the nerve to put a pan flute in it. Ooh, bold move, dude! And it works. Ooh, it really? Fucking works. They're making bold choices and hitting it out of the park. I, I'm afraid to see what they dress like. Uh, I don't. I don't. I'm going to say normal. I'm going to say not even close to normal. I'm going to say frilly, frilly, floaty clothing with sandals. And, and then uh, you got atomic wave dance. And it's this uh, it's this nice because those are both very like moody, dark songs. Mm-hmm. So atomic wave dance, it's nice to like lift you back up and you get something more, more dancey, much like the 
the opener that I played. What is it? What a bizarre, what, what's the name of the band again? They are called the Comet is coming. Cool name. Comet is coming. Cool fucking band. Uh, and yeah, I'm going to check out this guy's other projects because I'm just so enamored by this, like this concept mm-hmm. and these ideas they're, they're throwing out. Wild stuff, man. Eclectic lists. <laughs> Hell yeah. This list, this list fucks. <laughs> For sure. And this one. Uh, and also it's going to get weirder. It's going to get weirder. Is it? I got three picks left. It's going to get weirder. I think, I think you might be right. Yeah. Uh, This one, thankfully, uh, don't talk about very long because we did a whole episode on it. That is Diner Coffee by Mama Leek. Hell yeah. Yeah. I almost felt I almost felt bad leaving this song. Yeah. Too good. Black metal jazz, dude. <laughs> Even though it doesn't sound like either one of those. Oh. That riff is so good. Unbelievable. Oh, if I could just do a a, a tw- top twenty-five. Yeah. Such an original riff. What an unbelievably original riff. Uh, so won't talk too much because, like I said, we did a whole episode on it. Check out that episode. There's probably a link in the description for it. Um, Mama Leek, uh, as we talked about on, the, on that episode, two anonymous brothers from San Francisco or Beirut or both or something. They've who knows? Ha- who knows? They have a bunch of albums. They are traditionally a black metal band, except this album, and which is bizarre. I skimmed over two albums to make sure this wasn't just their thing and yeah those two albums sound nothing like this this one is jazzy is all hell it's like black metal jazz except it's really not even either one of those things but like mellow jazz not like like cool jazz like yeah yeah not like like the like free jazz no nothing yeah not like free jazz not even like uh like fusion that type of stuff there's no like crazy uh improvisation here or anything like that it's more like noisy experimental than it is even black metal or jazz Mm -hmm. but it's wholly original it's a bizarre album it's got some of the most beautiful passages with some of the weirdest shit it's got murdery like murdery synth buildup or murdery like bass heartbeat bass buildup stuff um it's got some of the most ugly off rhythm strangeness but the parts where they 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 come together and they make this just it's feels jazzy sometimes it's bluesy it's stuff that i normally wouldn't even bat an eye at but done in a completely fresh way that's also very very harsh and very <laughs> heavy which is uh, i guess the way to my soul but it's a fucking weird album and it's one of the most interesting i think i out of Everything here, I, I listened to this one the most along with mm-hmm. Black Country New Road. I just kept going back to it. Just some of these melodies are, are like I, I, like I said in the episode, 
they feel nostalgic, even though I also don't feel like I've heard them before. They, just, they it feels noir. It feels mm-hmm. you. you it, it it feels old. It feels detectivey, but it's it's just so fucking growly. <laughs> A lot of Jesus lizard, more David Yao type howls and death metal growls. Uh, strange and beautiful album. So good. So damn good. Check out the episode. Check out the album. All right. I mean, also, also it came out September 30th. I should probably remember to do the fucking dates. Um, if we're doing dates, let me set this up then. Uh, uh, wild, wild pick for me and listeners of this podcast, but probably normal for most people. Um, this came out September 30th. This is Same the, day. the end so far by Slipknot of all bands. <laughs> Oh, look, well, I fast forwarded a little bit because there's a lot of setup. Um, this is like one of my favorite songs of the year. If we did a s- songs of the year list, oh, shit. and it's just one of the best songs Slipknot's ever fucking recorded. Oh shit! Which is this? This Adderall. Is that, this is the opener. Yeah. Holy shit! And I was like, Holy Tyra, I wasn't expecting this from Slipknot. I never listened to a single Slipknot album from beginning to end. Never. They have some like songs similar to this, but I feel like this one like stepped it up. Oh shit! I like this. A lot. I think you might like the album. I think our list. I didn't want to because I never heard them before. I don't want to start with this one. Go ahead, start with this one. Okay? I will. I don't give a shit. Um, and yeah, I was just surprised. Well, not surprised. This is very pretty. This is fucking awesome. And oh, I'll wait till it. Well, not finish it. Yeah. That's fucking nice. That's 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 way nicer than I was expecting. That's nasty, dude. That's yeah. fucking good. I mean, they, don't get me wrong. <laughs> they got Slipknot songs on here, but I love the more like dark, moody, slower Slipknot. Okay, and you get that a decent amount on here. Um, I think it's weird saying this about one of the biggest metal bands ever because you know I feel like Knotfest has replaced Ozfest in a way, and they're gigantic. They're huge. But I think because of the new metal stuff and like because the mass stuff, people are quick to write these like purists are quick to write these guys off Mm -hmm. when they're some of the most talented songwriters ever. I was a little worried once. um, Oh, this is so bad. Once Joey Jordanson left the band because I think he's a very strong writer and also RIP to that dude. But, like, they've managed to, like, hold together after original members leaving. And this is their going to be their last album ever on Roadrunner Records, which is fucking insane. They've Wait, been, why? They've been uh, they've been signed to Roadrunner since the beginning, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And the de- like the deal is the up. deal ends. Yeah. How many for what was a 30 year deal? Holy shit. 
it must uh, it must have been a really long time so and then like they're always i feel like they're always on the verge of breaking up too so that's like the the title plays the end so they'll and also kudos for them for never saying it like they know uh they know they're probably gonna get like uh, their time is uh clock is ticking no i meant like they're always on the verge of breaking up. Yeah, they right, yeah. they have been for a while, but they never actually say like we're we're yeah. breaking up. They never say it because once you do it, once you say that once and don't break up, then nobody believes you anymore. We've seen too many kiss farewell tours. Oh, oh, God willing, <laughs> one of those will stick. So yeah, I think you know this continues them being consistently strong sh- songwriters, bringing something new because compared to like lamb of god i was pretty disappointed with the lamb of god release this Ah, year really because to me i'm like i know what lamb of god's doing i also know what slipknot's doing but they give me something like adderall yeah where it's this like fucking floored i wasn't expecting that doors i dude yeah especially a guy who's never heard a single full album of theirs also, uh, which one should I start with, honestly? Volume three. Okay, there we go. A nice cut and dry answer. All right. I volume like three. And then, yeah. Um. So, yeah, you got standard Slipknot stuff like the dying song um, with the big sing-along parts. Chapel rig is this extra oh, heavy. Chapel Town? Or, sorry, Chapel Town rig. Extra heavy. Um, standout track for me is something like uh, Yen where it's more melancholy um you know of course they have a fucking dj in the band and like the dj scratches shouldn't fucking work in that song but they do they fucking do um hive mind is just a ripper medicine for the dead you kind of get like a retro sci-fi opening with like mastodon like riffs which Mm. i wasn't expecting like at all um Acidics is like all over the place. And then uh Dasad is just like great balancing act where it kind of feels like it's just summarizing everything good that this album does. And finale is a great closer. So uh I wish that was pronounced De Shade. De Shade would be a lot cooler. Shout out to Shade. Um so yeah. Um Slipknot gets a lot of crap, and I don't understand why purists get over your fucking self. These dudes, just alone for putting on Not Fest, have probably fed more metal musicians. That's fair. That's fair. Than a lot of people have. And yeah, I think they're underrated songwriters. All right. Look at that. Going to bat for Slipknot. Going hard to bat. You know, it's a weird fucking year when. Slipknot has made my top 10 list and the Mars Volta didn't even get honorable mentions. Because that album stinks, right? Check out that episode. <laughs> Told you it stunk. It's no good. It's it, no good, it's dude. It's an okay album. Well, this one uh, also came out September 30th. That's the third album in a row that, that came out September 30th. When I was making my list, I noticed a lot of albums. Dropped on the same day. Yeah, yeah. So this one also September 30th. It was on your honorable mentions. Fossera by Bjork. Hell yeah. Thank you for picking that one. Of all the... This is the weirdest album on my list. 
Yes, this was. Are these not just excuses? This song is hard to defend. <laughs> For me, as a Bjork fan, it's Bjork. I like it a lot, but it's so insane. <laughs> I love her, I love her fucking language. <laughs> this was uh, like up there with chat pile where I'm like, there's a lot going on and I can't digest all of it. Just not, there's a lot, a lot. Yeah. This song is wacky. Like I like my picks, but we are like Voltron where I just feel better about our picks together. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So it doesn't get any easier to digest uh, as that song goes on, but other songs are. Uh, also, I forgot this 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 album was so long; it's like fifty four oh, minutes. Yeah, um, this is uh, I I've heard a lot of Bjork albums. I haven't heard them all, but I haven't heard the last few that she put out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wasn't exactly like super jazzed to go into this one. And then within moments, mere moments, I knew this was going to be a fucked up album. <laughs> Damn. You knew that. Like, yeah. The, that alone is one of the most abrasive openers I've ever heard. I mean, you get reggaeton ass herky jerky drums with uh, clarinets everywhere hitting wrong notes all over the place yeah. with no discernible rhythm or rhyme. And then if she's just singing on top of it, yeah, it's just, it's just like a, a just all piled together and it's, it's just weird. So I was like, okay, this is certainly crazy. I enjoy it, but it's, I can't like <laughs> at all recommend it <laughs> to anybody. This is strange. And then some of the other shit on here, like the follow-up track, uh, Aviol, is just it's bizarre for sure but it's beautiful and and that song along with many songs in here they're the instruments are mostly well not mostly but a good chunk of the instruments are just sampled voices yeah sampled voices and in, with insanely complex melodies which is a concept she's been playing with for a while so so complicated yeah what it feels like in many instances very beef hearty in mm-hmm. where it's like she's got to be playing these fucking things at random right and she i highly doubt that but it can give you that impression i i feel like for the past 10 years she's been like trying to like not reinvent herself but reinvent music and her albums for the past 10 years have all been like growers on me where i'm mm-hmm. like i'm like I just need to consume them over and over again to like really nail what is what I like about them. Yeah. It, I think what, what did it for me or what made me actually love this album is for one, the clarinet's pretty red. There you go. Uh, they feel great. I love clarinet. I've mentioned in the past how much I love clarinet more than saxophone. It just, it just feels better to my soul, but there's some stuff like, uh, what is it? How do you, mycelia, mycelia, uh, it's made up entirely of those vocal samples, mm-hmm. but it it's so odd and pretty. It sounds like it could be in a Zelda game. Yeah. Uh, Bjork is a Zelda character. Basically, she dresses <laughs> like one. And, and most of the stuff here that's like plenty of abrasiveness. There's plenty of strangeness, and it's like, oh, that's really weird and kind of hard to understand. But within that or surrounding that, there is just so much 
whimsical beauty. There's so much whimsy on this fucking thing. That's yeah. You start, you start hearing some flutes and some like a lot of really well done flutes, uh, and it starts. It starts becoming this very visual album with with some of these songs. Um, the title track is another one with um is is one of the more whimsical things for me. Uh, odd, but it does get a little aggressive on there. There's not a whole lot of super aggressive parts on on the album, but uh, moments here and there. And then, man, like what was it was it victimhood is a total highlight. It's the beefiest song on the album. It's like seven minutes. It's dark. It's noir It's very brooding and pretty all at once. Uh, it's like, it, it sounds like nonsense on the surface, but it is actually insanely complex. It's really constructed. Uh, it makes me feel things like this album makes me, it bums me out. It makes me feel all kinds of things. And I can't even pinpoint it as sad. It's just like, yeah. It's just a lot. That makes me happy that this woman has a gigantic discography now. Yeah. And she can still do that to people. Still do. I mean, bizarre and, and completely unheard of things. This is, I've never heard anything like this. She is truly a gem. Like yeah. there will never be anyone like Bjork. Yeah. And it's just, she's somehow becomes more Bjork with every passing day. She's she's getting Bjorker as the years go. As we go. speak, she's only growing in power. Oh man, hide your swans. <laughs> but uh, her, the closer, her mother's house is, I think, probably the best vocal performance on the album. Obviously, she's always good, but that one, man, it, it's just heartbreaking. It, it, it is, it's so pretty and it's so melancholy and it's just strange. It's a... It's an exhausting album. I'm not mm. going to pretend it's this is not like going to fuck you up a little bit. This is it's it's a lot to process. Mm-hmm. Um, and but then there's some moments like um, fire. Uh, sorry, free fall, which is probably my favorite song in the album. Uh, where like in the final third, it just takes a, a turn for the Danny Elfman. It just becomes <laughs> super dead, and it's fucking awesome. And I wish <laughs> it was longer. It's just it's a. This one will keep you on your toes. It's a who, Hell yeah. who boy, who boy. Hell yeah. But we got what? Two more left, right? For me. Yeah. Um, my next pick came out December 28th and it's more a uh, super group comfort food for me. This is dead cross too. It's on my list too, baby. Hell yeah. Whittle this, whittle this down. You sure? Yep. Actually, I had three left on mine, so you just evened it out. Hell yeah. Oh. This. I think I was just kind of expecting thrash music. Yeah, yeah. Especially after the last Mr. Bungle album. Or the first Dead Cross album. Or, yeah, just based on that. But, like, God. Damn, there's, like shit like this like thrash bands don't really do shit like this this doesn't feel like a thrash album at all it it does and it does in moments for sure but this no this certainly not I mean super like you got Titans in here you got Mike Patton you got Dave Lombardo you got Justin Pearson what a I mean, in terms of openers, this is a wild choice. Like, look at this whole section. Yeah. It's a crazy thing to open the album with. And then, I don't know what Michael Crane is in, but I'm assuming he has other bands. Um, 
I read a brief interview with Michael Crane to like kind of dive into this. And and I don't know, maybe he was driving uh-huh, uh-huh. the more more creative output on this one compared to the previous album. Oh yeah, let's yeah. We heard Mike Padden. Mike Padden does the shit out of this album. He love him or hate him, he is himself here. And so, go ahead. Oh yeah. So guitar player Michael Crane uh, was had a diagnosed with advanced cancer. Oh shit. Uh, did the whole radiation chemotherapy. Even he got to a point where he was like, "I'm I'm not gonna make it." Oh wow. Uh, thankfully his cancer is in remission now. And I think that kind of like, he's like, fuck, I, he's like, I can't die. I have so many, like, I want to play music with my fucking friends. Oh shit. And I think that like, fuck yeah, I'm living. I want to do cool shit with my friends. Like comes through on his playing. I, I love the like peppering of like surfer riffs throughout the album. Mm hmm. And the like, and he even said like the blatant like East Bay Ray. Oh, guitar tones. tones. Yep. And it's just because it's cool because it's so I think because it's so iconic with the Dead Kennedys, people are like, I don't want to touch it because I it's my it's like my favorite guitar sound probably ever. But it feels like theft. But they do it in a way where it's it's it's, not. Yeah, the songs don't sound anything close to Dead Kennedys. Not at all. Check out that episode, by the way. But uh, very good album. and and the guitar lines are really, really the winner here for me. Like out of everything, it's these goddamn guitar lines. They, I mean, East Bay Ray as they may be, they are evil as shit. They Michael, cut through. They are menacing as all hell. Yeah, Michael Crane. I yeah, bless your soul. Um, yeah, most most Dead Kennedys like song "Strong and Wrong." That's a all right standout for me that one also gets super metal there's like a like there's plenty of a blending of like hardcore punk and mm-hmm. metal here uh but whenever it goes when it goes on the more on the metal side th- it's like yeah i know dave lombardo is here but it's that's very slayery <laughs> it's it's in i mean was it uh christian missile crisis it's that just is, a slayer song that, that's a straight up thrash um but it's like slayer thrash like, yeah it's not just standard thrash it's like specifically that type of that type of riff mm-hmm. the same thing with uh with reign of error it's like if slayer went fully unhinged yeah it's and then yeah it's almost like i'm drawn to the other tracks like i feel like those two are to like bring in people who like metal st- fans yeah who maybe like slayer and they see and yeah. they listen to those and then that's good see that yeah but like uh like it's really not even that silly which is easy for mike Patton to do the only silly thing you get is nightclub canary yeah it's my least favorite song for sure uh I, then, I mean, it's not even that it's not even it's just i found it to be the least memorable and then uh yeah what a what a closer with imposter syndrome like most fucked up song in the album i love it it's I the lo- most patney too it's great it's yeah. just a short quick album um you know after the the last dead cross album i was like 
I wasn't like I was lukewarm on the first Dead Cross. Yeah, yeah, like oh, I wasn't like oh, I'm like w- dying for a second one, but this mm-hmm. one is just like it's bigger and better in every I, way. I'd yeah, say. I I love the like willing to experiment and doing things in thrash music that you know yeah you, you're not supposed to do. It thrash. feels way harsher than anything in thrash I've heard, including Slayer and like. But back to to Christian Missile Crisis for a second. One thing that that stuck out a lot is the those guitar harmonics sound just like chrome mm-hmm. and when you're channeling chrome on an album like this that is a wild like maybe it wasn't it wasn't on purpose but it sounds just like the guitar tone on blood on the moon which is a fantastic chrome album it's like space psychedelic rock i don't even know what if you haven't heard of chrome there are there are i have not i'm gonna listen to it they are a good band it's I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're, they're their own thing. And yeah. uh, guitarist Helios Creed, which who has the best fucking name in all of fake names, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, he has like a very lengthy solo career. Uh, but his guitar tone and stuff, where it's, it's really wiggly. There's a lot of tremolo on it, but it's really ringy and, and it, spacey, like literally mm-hmm. from outer spacey. Um, but anyway, good fucking album. Uh, Harshest shit. I, I, I'm, I've said it in the, in the past, it's a bit controversial. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Mike Patton's yells, even though he is one of my favorite singers of all time. Mm-hmm. I love his singing voice way more than his yells. Um, I don't mind his screeches so much um, and his other weird stuff that he does. So I don't love everything he does in here, but some of the moments where he loses it and goes nuts are very delightful. Good Patton stuff. Yeah. Um, and now like I'm super excited for three. I can't. Yeah. I can't wait for to see what they do next as okay. opposed to Oh, it's just another Mike Patton side project. Yeah, that's really uh, elevated themselves here. I think they've stepped out of, oh, it's another Patton band yes, with this album. They're their own thing now. Good, good. Because that happened That happened too much, I feel yes. like. Or a lot of good albums just kind of got lost. I think this, this came out October 28th, not December 28th. Sorry, I um, get, I'm uh, not good with numbers. You're all good. Yeah. But this one, I say that only because uh, my next pick came out October 1st. And that baby... I forgot to pull it up. It's okay. Oh, I have it right here. You. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's right here. This is. Oh, I'm excited about this one. Cancel Culture Club by Mr. Flies. You put it on your list, but I did not get around to it. It's good. It's like 20 minutes long. I'm loud. It's like 20 minutes long. <laughs> Still like it. In and out. Oh, there we go. Okay. Sounds pretty bad. So. It's, it, yeah. This is like a play on Tiger Peppers. This song. So abrasive. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This band is wild.
really hard to find any info on this yeah. fucking band. I do know they opened up for the Melvin. Well, Pleasure is on this album. I, did his, did his uh, wife, Mackie, do the album art? It kind of looks like her. I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to find their band camp, if they even have one. It's so hard to find it. No, they're old school. They got a website. They got a website, but no one fucking... No one's covered this. It's not even like on Wikipedia at all. Uh, a goddamn travesty uh, because we're, actually it's like maybe my favorite album cover of the, of the year. It's a very cool cover. It does look like a Mackie Osborne piece. I could be wrong. But. Maybe. But uh, yeah, Buzzo and Kevin uh, Rutmanis is on a, on a track here. They're on um, Mr. Entertainer. This album absolutely rips. It is frantic. It is heavy. It is crazy. Uh, much like many other things on my list, but it's also super funny. The, like it's it's very aware of itself. It's uh, it's in and out. I mean, it's really short. It's mm. really in and out. And like when you, when you do a thing like uh, super crazy, super abrasive, wild. I mean, that can only go on for so long. That that kind of style. Without like, all right, it's just another crazy thing. Uh, it actually has depth. There's actual depth here. Like I said, Mr. Retainer, which has Buzzo and Kevin on there, as well as Hayes Twenty One. Who, I don't know who that is. Maybe it's a pseudonym for for uh, fucking what's his name, Rap oh. Hazelmeyer from Amrap because it was released on Amrap. Yeah, I know Hayes Twenty One has also done. I think artwork. It's Tom Hazelmeyer. There you go. What did I say? His name was Dom. I don't know what you said. said. Tom Hazelmeyer of Halo of Flies, and he's also the main head for for Amrap. Uh, he did the artwork, for, so he did the artwork. For okay, this. there we go. Uh, and I guess maybe that, if that's him, and you said artwork. Yeah, Hayes Twenty One's got to be t- got to be him. Yeah, it is him for sure. Then Rad. So he's on there as well. Uh, and that song, they they ran it in. It's evil. It's subtle. It's creepy. Uh, and other other unexpected things about this band. Uh, who are the members? Who are the members? It's a, it's a duo for one. Clinton Jacob on guitar and vocals, and Danny Sign or Scene on drums. Do you think uh, Buzz and Dale? They're like uh, we we groomed Cody. And uh, Jared from Big Business. We need two more young. Maybe if these guys suddenly <laughs> join the Melvins, maybe. But I wouldn't be. <laughs> it, it says uh, it says Kevin actually plays bass on the whole thing, which is fucking crazy. Yeah. So I guess that's Kevin on the whole album. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, it's a duo. They're normally a duo. They tour as a duo, and there while there is a lot of bass on here, um, there are moments, plenty of moments where it's just guitar and drums, and it's big and powerful and i don't know how they fucking did it you, it doesn't feel like a two-piece every mm-hmm. two-piece i've ever heard no matter how many crazy pedals you throw on no matter how big your rig is it always feels like a two-piece except these psychopaths who somehow and my, my favorite thing i don't know why their back camp is so hard to fucking find but uh on it they write all songs are written recorded and produced by clinton jacob of Mr. Flies in Chicago at his stupid house. No good gear was used. I believe it. These dudes are rad. <laughs> and, like, and I think on their Instagram, they're, they're, they're very active, very funny guys. And I mean, for, for one, best, second best song title of the year, I took a selfie at the protest, so now I'm a good person. I mean, it's up there with a, a Grimace Smoking Weed JPEG or whatever the fuck it was. I still like Grimace Smoking Weed. That's that, that one, especially because when you listen to the song, it sounds like it has nothing to do with it. I yeah, like yeah. that. That it's one's still just... top. But this one makes me laugh. Uh, and it just it's just super fun. It's chaotic. But hooks galore, dude. If it, 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 All the fun. So 
I was about to say, all the fun and craziness for me doesn't fucking matter if the riffs don't back it up. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to throw any names into the bus, but there's a lot of albums I heard that people were talking about. And I'm like, oh, this is all the energy and attitude, but none of the writing. This, these songs mm. kind of fucking stink. Uh, Can't I'm, wait for you to tell me off. I air. will tell you off air. So that is not a pass for me. I don't give a fuck how cool your energy is, how, how, how what your attitude is like, how good the image is. What are the songs like? These songs fucking hold up. They're rad, and it's a great goddamn album. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Your last pick. Last pick, and maybe... Oh, shit, sorry. There we go. Maybe on yours. Maybe, maybe we'll wrap it up right now. I don't maybe. know. What you got? Uh, this came out on Halloween this year. Uh, podcast, you know, favorite of mine. I was it last year or two times where uh, this is from Backwash. That's on my list. It's my last pick as well. And it was last year. His happiness shall come first, even though we are suffering. We're back to some disturbing, morbid shit. Backwash is this like doing shit and hip-hop and metal i didn't know it's more metal it's, it's more hip-hop than metal for sure but the the vibe is unlike any other hip-hop artist i ever heard yeah so also i didn't realize this is like part of a trilogy i didn't realize that until like yesterday yeah i need help i'm possessed i need Always, always. There's not enough anger in hip hop, and she just comes guns blazing every time. Every time. Not quite the screaming level of Soul Glow, but close. I felt like the last album, there was a lot of screaming, and this one's kind of, I don't want to say raining it in. It's more atmospheric, that's for sure. That's a good way to put it. Where there's no way we're gonna get to it, but where this song ends up is fucking so good. Yeah. Love those samples, man. Yeah, I don't know if she does her own sampling or she works with producers, but like, she's ran into some problems with sampling in the past. Oh yeah, that's yeah. why a lot of her stuff's on there. Yeah. And I give her money so I can listen to those. Great use of that sample, though. I was gonna say, yeah. Like, it's kind of a cliche. It is, absolutely, but it doesn't feel like it. Not here, no. Fits right in. Okay, and right there, you get a little taste. Drums are a little bit different. Yeah. As the song goes on, more layers keep keep uh, manifesting and until the, at the end it's just super melodic and fucking pretty and satisfying and it oh this giant culmination uh this album is well upsetting <laughs> it's a little upsetting yeah so i guess each one the first in this trilogy is like current oh a different part of her life right yeah Second one was adolescent or, you know, like yeah, teenage. Teen- and then yeah. this is more like that inherited trauma you get as a young child, young child, maybe even before yeah. she was born kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, there's a lot. Of, yeah. And, and I mean, the religious themes here are 
on a, on a lingua scale where they are all over. Like every tractor is samples of the like preacher men and uh, which is like also the, very similar to last year. Is uh, I lay here buried. I feel like this one even has more. I mean, in more terms of, of it, especially with like on on a music side of it. Yeah, the music here it feels way more like creepy church. First, first listen, I had that reaction of Black Midi where I was like, "Is this more of the same?" And the more I listened to it, the I the more I figured out like how it does carve out its own place. Yeah, in, in her discography. Uh. So the the only thing about this is that most of the songs are basically the the same type of thing. It's like the same tempo, same tempo, the same feel, the same bitterness and, and evil. Uh, but they just feel good. They just, I mean, they're so brutal. It's yeah. It's it's like it's unique and um yeah. Like there's. I don't know. It's just like no one in hip hop or heavy music's really has like the story backwash has, but it wouldn't mean anything if the music didn't also like bring it up like um, track five Zigolo. Yeah. Zigolo something like that. There's it's still a heavy song, but there's like animal nature samples uh-huh. throughout it. And it just fucking works somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, also, shout out to Pupil Slicer for having one of the coolest names ever. <laughs> what the, that's pretty. It's not bad. That's on a Nyama. And that one you get. That's when the guitars come in. Oh, yeah. Like, that one. That's, that's a disturbed ass song. Yeah, that's fucking. That's super harsh. Fucking metal parts. Very. Um, uh, Malogo. Which one? Ma- oh, 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 Malu- Malungu. Malungu um that's like a blending of worlds where it's still heavy but now there's these high pitch like chipmunk vocal samples there's a lot of video game sounds in there yeah but it yeah it always it still works still very bitter and still very it's a tad less brutal than the rest but still quite bitter yeah and then i feel like um nef Oh fuck! If I'm I not know. even gonna try. Track it. N f w i t i. Um, the African tribal sample to it. It it intros and it stays in the background and I, that. I lo- I really do love that one. That might be my favorite song on the album. Yeah, that song and the closer are examples where like I don't think she would have done that on the last. Well, the closer is like the the fucking sore thumb on the whole album. The closer is. It's funny how it's like a wild choice for backwash. But Especially this album. Yeah, I don't know. It still works. No, for, it's a good song. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the, first of all, it's the only one that sounds different. For the, however that means. It's it's sample. I, I, I don't know who it's who it's sampling. It's but yeah, in terms of hip hop, it's just like a soul song. Yeah, like it's like it's it almost feels broke pop, but it, I think it's soul. So. Yeah, it's very much like like if Ghostface Killer did that, you'd be like, oh yeah, Ghostface has done that before. But in Backwash's world, it's like new and different. It's so funny you said that because the whole time I'm like, she sounds just like Ghostface. Her voice sounds just like Ghostface. No, Ghostface <laughs> Ghostface doesn't yell. He d- if he yeah, yelled yeah. though, I mean, like the, the same like exact register, the same yeah, thing. Okay, exact, like, okay. I, it's like oh, if he was madder or he had more energy and less fat, he probably sounds. <laughs> if he didn't have diabetes, yeah, if he didn't have diabetes, but yeah, it's still it's still a nice song. It's the only non brutal, non depressing song. 
on on the whole thing. But uh, so yeah, more it, more young blood for sure. There's man, I don't even yeah. This, this is an album that you really. It's harder to describe. It's just really painful and a lot of cool sound, but really, really heavy. There's even, dare I say, some sounds that sound like they could even be on Danzig's fifth album. There you go. But better than that album. <laughs> oh, of course. I'm much, much better. Yeah, yeah. That's not, check out that episode. Not a great album. Uh, this is uh, this is another act I'm, I'm itching to see live. Ah, uh, man. That's probably wild. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, man. Yeah, there's some... There's some interesting people doing some actually, I don't know, I don't want to say new stuff, but just a, a different take on stuff that we've heard that yeah. really feels invigorating. Because, yeah, I'm just like, have I heard it all? And then I hear a backwash. I hear the comet is coming. I hear Black Mini, and I'm just like, I have it. Have not. Yeah, there's, it's, it's impressive, and it's exciting. Goddamn. And that... Is how we do a full ass two hour long <laughs> year end episode like we I always love do. These so much. I want more people to listen to these. Please, Please. show all your music friends. Like, if you I have care so about fun new music, these. yes, if you care about new music, I mean, everyone heard that. The only thing that really pisses me off about mainstream music really is that the, the most of what you hear is just the same old songs not the same top 40 shit that's hot right now i mean the same fucking acdc songs like yeah they're fine but you're playing the same songs from 50 years ago that's what pisses me off more because we have all this shit that came out this year that's Dude, so wild and so interesting this list is when we form like voltron so dope oh i i love it tackled every corner of the map god damn it dude yeah well we probably missed a few things leave your top 10 in the comments hell please. yes because i know i couldn't i'm we're two we're two people there's no way there's so much that i missed there's i mean i listen to a lot i listen to a we fucking tried. lot but there, there's only so much uh shit but the happy new year everybody i hope you all are eating well and you you cleaning yourselves and it's been a, it's been a nice full year we've do, so many things have happened for the pod we, we 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 took on tom aboard we changed our set a million fucking times but we've settled on this one for a while started reviewing albums we started covering short albums current albums but thank you so much for listening and hanging out if you like us hang out subscribe talk shit in the comments like you said leave your leave your leave your picks for the for, for your what's your album of the year all right what is it tell me and tell me all the reasons why it is answer from up there by black country new road and i'll hear nothing else thank you goodbye uh, uh i guess there's a playlist i what's i've started working on but i'm gonna i'm gonna fine tune i don't like to put these in chronological order i like to create a you know a solid front to back listening experience. I will not be doing that, but he, no, no, Mike's going to add his picks and I'm going to work them in there. I'm going to make this Frankenstein because right. that's okay. also one of my favorite things to do. So in that case, my picks will be in there. and It's going to be a rad ass playlist. God Hell damn it. Yeah. But yeah, follow me on all social media at Pander Monkey and follow Alex on Instagram at every album, Alex. Yeah. And please, for the love of God, don't just check out his album, which was on my list. But also follow him in all the places. Our history guy, Tom Osmond, who is a fantastic songwriter and regular writer. And also uh, really good at digging up a bunch of dirt for us. 
Tom Osmond Sounds on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, as well as his Substack, tomosmond.substack.com. And so much for all his work. There's a link to it in the description because there is every episode because he's part of the team. And also, it's a fucking good album. Just check it out. <laughs> uh, check out my EP too, though. I, I, I didn't put it on my list because I'm not a psychopath, but it's very cool too. Check that out. Thank you. Panda Monkey. Uh, and uh, last but not... Not at all, at least. Patreon.com slash every album ever. Uh, that's where we eat. It's where we survive. It's where you go if you want us to keep eating and surviving. Bonus episodes. You get to see our schedules in advance. Uh, you get to vote on polls to decide who we're covering next. Uh, is it w- When's that episode coming? The, that poll episode? Is it soon? It's soon. In a couple of weeks. In like a few, a couple, two weeks or so, it'll be uh, coming out. And it is a big one. Another big one. You could uh, join our Discord and be a part of a little community, as well as suggest our EAA singles episodes, where we we covered both Anthem up there and Diner Coffee. Both made my list, and both have full episodes. Uh, so it's doing some good. It's it's I'm, I'm retaining something from these episodes. I felt a little less hectic making the list this year because sure. I had a few under my belt. Hundred percent. Hundred percent, and uh, and of course, if you're tier two on the Patreon, that means you can suggest a full discography for us to cover. Those take longer to do, so we require more money, please. Those take uh, a while to do, and uh, but they're fun, and we have a big backlog, and we're still tackling all the ones that have, have pledged already, and they're coming. All the episodes are coming. Do not worry, uh, but go there if you want to do that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, we are at the end of another goddamn year. I have a suggestion for a final song because last year we compromised. We compromised on a song that was not on either of our best I, our, our best albums. I was going to suggest doing the same this year. I'm gonna I'm gonna say mine and you'll say yours and we'll and we'll we'll haggle. Okay. Okay. So last year we did a, a Beachland Ballroom. Okay, I was which like, was like it felt right. This year for me, mm-hmm. what feels right is 27 questions. You know what? I wasn't going to say that, but I'm for it. I, what were you going to say? I was going to say Helms, Ali. Oh, all right, all right. But, but I think 27 questions, there's a finale, finale, finality to it. Yes. I think, I think so. And I think, I think, I think, the people I think that's need to, the right call. I, I, I'm glad you agree. All right, let's do that then. Oh shit, where's the court? Oh god damn it, I, I, I forgot we're doing this. Uh, so here it is, 27 questions from Hellfire by Black Midi. Thank you so much for listening and watching. Happy New Year. See ya. Nothing you can do when lost in city rain. There is something you can do. Take refuge wherever is marked admission free. As we did one night back in late '43. I've never seen a man on the poster before, but my friend said he was a big star before the war. The boy by the door. Louder than a bomb All the way down the street You heard a song Roll up, roll up Tonight is a night Freddy Fast gives his last will Live on stage Roll up, roll up For the show of a lifetime 
The doors open at quarter to eight. Sudden upholstery that was once brilliant. We picked its loose stuffing and looked around. And there were duchesses and dukes and beggars and pimps all sat side by side to watch his last grasp at life. The grand centerpiece was a gold-green sarcophagus, flanked either side by oil-painted pictures of the man, first of all a film, to explain his lifelong dream. Afterward, the music started, and the young girl ran on with operatic screams. Castration, a future where a man can go a year without hydration. Is grass ever greener? Is the will really free? Is it only black you see when you join the deceased? Will I forever be a mediocrity, a hideous clot with trembling knees? In death will I see the girls of daydreams Intangibly dressed, invisibly seamed Will the sun burn out, will my corpse grow a beard Will my house be kept and my sperm be reared My last shot of the big time, posthumous paste Will I find a home or go to waste In heaven do the marvels of earth still stand Or can I bridge the gap twixt beast and man Is there such a thing as a universe of proof Any lost To eternal youth Do nuns fornicate and do scientists pray Is a sin committed every moment of every day That's not quite 27 But my chest feels awful tight So thank you for listening Good night, good night, good night Yeah. 
But we all just laughed at the show. 